Hello, hello, and welcome again to our home at home. Thank you so much, Dion and Sam, for that wonderful welcome, and to our worship team. And uh, we're going to continue as we fellowship together, uh, talking about our current uh, subject, which is being manifest sons of God. And we talked last uh, Sunday, in fact, uh, the message, we talked around how we are required to work the word in order to be effective in our relationship with God. And please re-listen to that message because it will, of course, then continue to support what we are talking about today. We, are, we made the point, actually, that we receive faith by hearing the word and that faith works by love and that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who is the living word. And so when we receive God or Christ by faith, we receive the word. And so the love of God also is poured out, Romans 5 verse 5, into our hearts. So we've got this whole simultaneous process, this infusion, and we're going to hear that word uh, again as we go on, that, that we are being fully ingrediated with everything that heaven has because Jesus said that all power is given unto him in heaven and in earth and he is the living word and therefore we now have to manifest him because he is the first fruit of us he's the first son and our father who formed and framed the world, the Bible tells us, by faith through his word, who is Jesus Christ, the now incarnate word. And so he's expecting us, if we are going to be sons, demonstrated in the character and the journey, the embodiment of Jesus Christ, then we too have to have this amazing relationship and understanding as to what we do with the word. Yeah. Remember, we made the, the phrase, work the word. Are you working the word? Because you see, Christ tells us that while we are to work out our own salvation, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, but it then goes on to say, but it's him who works in us. And so in doing what we're talking about today, working the word has to be based on how we fellowship and become one with the word. And so we're going to continue here today. Remember now, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. But Jesus lets us know that when he was tempted of the devil, he was on, uh, just coming out of 40 days of fasting. And of course, he was hungry. And the devil comes in and says, look, puts a premise in there. If you're the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Now, Jesus simply responded. He didn't say, well, actually, I'm hungry. No, he, he rebuked the enemy by, again, using an expression of the living word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And this tells us that the word is not just a, a health to our, our spirit, but it's also health to our flesh. And this is why Jesus makes this continuous comparison and the, the, this, this, this joint statement about bread and the word. He says, I am the living bread, because he is the living word. And so the word of God has to be alive in us, but we have to 
eat the word. And therefore, in doing so, it's what allows us to move, to operate. We talked about how the bats use sound and they uh, have this immense and incredible ability just to send out a sound and it helps them see, they can see insects right in front of them, five at one time. They are, they can identify their own sound, you know, uh, in, in, in such in, in, in amazing conditions. But the sound comes back to them, so their ears are so inclined to that sound that it allows them to see. This is the beautiful process that God uses for us to walk by. It tells us here that we have to walk not by sight, but by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And so in order to do that, we then have to allow the word to be what directs us. The word is what moves us. You see, that's why David even said that he, he hid the word in his heart. But he also made the point that he said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. In other words, this faith, this belief that we have that's engendered by the word through the love of God allows us to move. And the more we become one with the word is the more advances we make in the kingdom. It is our go-to uh, supply. It is our go-to resource. You see that we are intended to use the word not only to live by, but it also is a tool, a weapon. The Bible tells us that our father, it says, by faith, he framed the world. This is Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed and created by the word of God. So our father creates with words, and if we are his offspring, what do you think we should be doing with words? It is therefore expected of us that also, likewise, we create with the word. It is the word of God. You see, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will take of the conversation of the Father and Son, and he will share that with us. And trust me, there is continuous conversation going on in heaven because God doesn't sleep. So he's not going to sit there in silence. They are consistently in communion. So you turning up today saying, well, you know, God's not saying anything. He's always talking. And what allows us or enables us to move with God is our ability to come inclined or in, in, in touch with the Holy Spirit with an, an ear that it's inclined to listen. Because Jesus himself actually told us, he said, look, I don't do anything except whatever my father does. He listened, he followed and heard consistently from the father. So he was never betwixt uh, choices, he always knew what to do. Why? Because whatever the Father was saying was what he would be doing. I wonder if we could live like that, that we're becoming so in tune with our Father and his voice that his word is a consistent stream in our life that is now guiding our footsteps, as David said, being a lamp and a light to our path, and we become one with that word, and so we become one with the love because God is love. We become one with the word because faith comes by hearing the word, and so when we, like Jesus, become one with the word, we 
to become living word. It means that the world around us can see a living manifestation of the word of God. It's you, it's me. It's all those who have this relationship with God because we now are God on earth. The people around us see God in us. And so when we fail to have this relationship with the word, it means we fail to walk not only by faith, but we become totally redundant. And anything that does not move forward consistently starts to die. Because you see, the living word is supposed to allow us to continue each day to have a new lease of life. That's why God says he gives us fresh grace, fresh blessings. He loads each day with new benefits because he, as the living word, as he did with the children of Israel in the wilderness. I don't know if you remember the story that when they were hungry, God sent them a manna from heaven. Now, I love this because, you see, God is always saying something in the simplest things he does. It comes down from heaven and he tells them, look, by the way, don't try and save any of this for tomorrow because actually it will spoil. I'll give you some more tomorrow. And you know, those of us who can't really trust God, you're thinking, well, I've got to put a bit aside just in case. You see, and what happened was when they did that, it basically bacteria uh, developed and so on. And they became the stench because they disobeyed what God was saying. So God meant it when he said, I will give you fresh bread tomorrow. But what's interesting is that they didn't know what it was. And the word manna means, what is it? So today we're eating, what is it? And I think that, you know, we have become so familiar with God and the word that we've lost this expectation of a new bread, a new taste. And so rather than saying, what is it today, God? We're just slapping on it, whatever we think it should be, and we are limiting it. Now, what's interesting about that is that God is exactly like that. He's perfect because he has no shape no form. He cannot be limited. And therefore, when we limit the word, we limit God. God's word is unlimited. Therefore, when you have this relationship with the word, the word is unlimited. That's why the Bible says with God, all things are possible because you see, he as a living word frames the world. He creates through words. I made the point previously that if somebody says something awful to another person, it can change the atmosphere of that room. Somebody comes in elated and joyful, it can lift the room because words create. I wonder what you're creating with your words. I wonder how you are partnering with God to transform not only your home, but your community. Because you see, we are called to manifest what is in us, to work out this salvation, this freedom, this relationship we have with the living word, we are called upon to allow it to manifest. So the world around us sees that our God is alive and well in you and me. Are you working the word? Are you being infused by the word? You see, the word is our source. And this is what Jesus was saying. The word is our source. Hallelujah. And it means that when we continue to trust 
and walk according to his way, that you see, we now understand that we too can be infused by the word. I love this in Proverbs, and we mentioned this before, Proverbs 20, 22, it says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, and he says here, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. We have to get to that position where the world is, word, as I've mentioned, is infusing our flesh. And when we begin to eat the word, that's what God is telling us to do. Why do you think communion is such an ongoing, integral part of our lives? It's because God and Jesus Christ says, as often as you do this, as often as you eat my body, the living word, as often as you drink my blood, the living word, you continue to manifest the, the redemptive plan that I have already completed until I come, you continue to reenact and live off the power and the strength. In other words, you again draw on the power of that. It's not simply just saying, hey, we've done it again. You draw on the goodness, the source, the grace, the power, everything that is required in that moment, you can draw again from God. He's giving us this example that on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis, we are to be pulling and on the word. We are to be infused by the word. We are to be manifesting the word. We are to be living and demonstrating the word. Why? Because we are living word. I love this. Ezekiel was called by God as a man, a prophet of God. And Ezekiel 3 and verse 1, God actually says to him, before he has a conversation with him about the story of the dead bones, you know the song, them bones, them bones, it was written around that context. And here, there was a whole valley full with dry bones and it represented Israel's state at that moment. And God, before he has a conversation with Ezekiel, actually says, take this scroll and eat it. So Ezekiel takes a scroll and he consumes it. Now he's not eating the paper. He's doing exactly what I'm saying to you and I today, that he was taking that word by faith and he was putting it into his system. And when God had saw that, seen that he was finished, he goes back to him and says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? You see, it's very hard to come into communion with God and what the Bible actually says, and we can, it's something we'll talk about at a different time, but God actually says, who can he take counsel from? Do you know that Abraham gave God counsel? Do you know that Moses gave God counsel? You see, God is not simply just there dictating to us. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear what counsel is in your lips. And when you don't know the word, you can't now echo back to him what it is that he is expecting you to now share because it's this cyclical process that the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are in communion with. They are always continuously doing, always continuously sharing and we join in on that fellowship. So God is saying to you and me, it's time to work the word. You see, the living word is here to allow you that like Ezekiel responded, Lord, he says, regarding the dry bones, you know God. I'm coming into agreement with whatever you say. Wonderful. We see that Mary, when she was told, you are going to give birth to a son. She is so mystified, of course, and she is taken aback. But you know what she does in conclusion? 
she, the words that leave her mouth is, let it be unto me as you have said. In other words, she declared and repeated that whatever you have declared, I am coming into agreement with that. And so we see that Mary gives birth to Jesus. That's the living word being agreed on by heaven and earth, which is Mary, God, who is the inspiration of that word, and Mary on earth. And we see here that what was loosed on earth became loosed in heaven and vice versa. Look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah got in such a state. He was being so persecuted because he was giving the people the message that God was had asked him to give them. It was a strong word and they didn't like it. And so he was being persecuted. And Jeremiah decides sometimes, like a lot of us, oh, I've had enough. I can't deal with this anymore. And he says, God, I'm not going to preach in your name. I'm not going to now declare your word anymore. And he was, because he was locked in a pit. All the things he was saying, the king didn't like it. Nobles didn't like it. They put him in a pit. And Jeremiah said, I'm done. God, I thought you called me to be a prophet. I thought I had special privilege. I thought you were going to look out for me. And look, I'm in this hole. Maybe you feel like that today and you're saying, God, I've been seeking and praying. But you see, look what happened with Jeremiah. Jeremiah had given up on the word, but he, this is what he says in verse 16, Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Your words were found. Hallelujah. And I ate them. I mean, he could have just said, oh, I read them. You know, he said, I ate them. In other words, he took it in so it became a part of his DNA. And he says, and your words were to me a joy and a rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. See, Jeremiah found the word and ate it. I wonder if you're going through something right now that you need to find a word and just begin to meditate and eat on that word and feast on that word till it comes alive in you and you watch what God does with that word through you. You've got to work the word. And you see, Jeremiah segues us into something else we want to talk about and we want to understand here that you see, first of all, you've got to question yourself. Do you really believe the words that are coming your way? Do you really believe the promises that God has given to you? Or are you simply hoping and hoping rather than saying, actually, God, you know what? I believe this. I believe it so much. I'm going to feast on this again today. I'm going to eat it to become a part of my DNA. It's manifesting in me because I believe what you say. You see, it's time to work the word. It's time to wage war with your words. You see, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 18 says here, this charge, this is Paul talking to Timothy, I commit to you, son Timothy, According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage war, the good warfare. You see, God is calling on you and I to use the words because they are also weapons of 
war. They tear down the enemy's plans. They actually fight through and give you victory in the most challenging situations. And so here he's saying, Timothy, take out your promises. All the things that were spoken over your life, all the promises that God has given you, take them out and use them to go to war to create the atmosphere that you need in your home. That where there is turmoil or confusion, peace comes in. That where you're struggling because the enemy is trying to steal and destroy your life, you're able to overcome him through the word. Because the Bible tells us that we are able to overcome through the word of our testimony. So it's time to go to war with the word and with the promises because the living word is who you are the embodiment of. Say something. Turn to the person next to you and just say, say something. Tell yourself, so it's time to say something as this manifest son of God that allows the world to know that I'm one of them, that I'm one that God has called and is embodied in because I too now am living word. Pull on your promises. Some of you have words that God has given you so many years ago. You've got to pick them up again and begin to use them until you see them come to pass. We go to word with the word. And what happens here was Jeremiah, who we mentioned before, had given a prophecy that after 70 years of the children of Israel being in captivity, they were going to be set free. And here we've got Daniel in captivity. And you know what he was doing one day? I shall tell you. He decided to read the word, to eat from the word. I believe it was a regular practice for him. And he came across this prophecy from Jeremiah that said, from the time of the prophecy, it would be 70 years. And the children of Israel would be set free from captivity. Daniel realized that that time had come. And you know what he does? I'll read the passage here. It says that Daniel, this is Daniel 9 verse 2 and 4. It says, but Daniel, this is what he said. I, Daniel, set my face towards the Lord God to make a request by prayer and supplication. I love this phrase. He says, I set my face. You see, we hear that word set, but it, actually this is not tennis. Love tennis, but this is not a tennis set. You see, we, 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 this set is not a tea set. This set is not a train set. This set is not setting jelly. This was Daniel saying, hold on a minute. I now see I've got to go to God about this prophecy, this word. And the Bible says he set his face. In other words, he was now set in emotion. He had his face. I wonder if you could just set your face, that face that says, hold on a minute. God, I'm not going to move until you bless me, which is what uh, Hannah did. Uh, when you wrestle all night like Jacob did, because you set your face to say, God, you know, bless me indeed, as Jabez did. He said, enlarge my territory. You set your face and says, God, I'm not looking away. It's like, have you ever played that, that staring game? It's like the first to blink. You know what you have to do? You have to set, you, hold, hold your eyes, hold your eyes. And as the first person, see, the enemy wants that to happen to you. That when you determine that today, God, this week, this month, I'm going to set my face and I'm going to go to God about this promise over my life. And he comes with all kinds of distractions to get you to blink. 
And this is what happened to Daniel. In fact, they threw him in the lion's den because he opened his window and he was not doing what he was supposed to do, which was to bow down to the big golden image of the king at that time. And the nobles got together and decided that this Daniel was still praying when it was forbidden. And they put him in prison. But even in the middle of the jail, surrounded by lions, Daniel had his faith set knowing that he had called on God and called forth and waged war with a promise that Jeremiah had spoken 70 years ago. And watch what God did. God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. He took the children of Israel out of captivity. Why? Because Daniel picked up a promise, set his face and went to war and said, Lord God, let this be fulfilled according to you, according to your word. I wonder what you need to challenge yourself today to do, to begin to take the word and eat it and become one with it. Because you see, the more you eat is the more you walk by faith. Why do you think Peter says to Jesus in the middle of being terrified, thinking there's a ghost coming to face them on the water while they're in the sea, in, the in a boat on the sea. And he says, if it's you, Jesus, if it's you, the living word, give me a word to stand on. I wonder if maybe you need to pray that day, to, that prayer today and say, Lord, give me a word to stand on and listen for what God is going to give to you that you can step out of the boat, step out of your limitations, step out of all the things that are holding you back and say, God, I want to break free. I want to manifest as a son of God and demonstrate that I am living word. You are not ordinary. You are one with the King of Kings. You are the son of God himself. Bought with a price. You, me, we are called to manifest what our Father has called us to demonstrate on the earth is to see that the earth is impacted by our word. So that's why you can't say any and anything. That's why you can't be distracted by any and anything. You have to set your mind. The Bible says set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. You see, you are seated in heavenly places with God. And right now, the Bible says that when David had set himself to walk with God, he said, Lord, I got to a place where you even prepared a table before me in the very presence of my enemies. And I wasn't going to blink. I I wasn't going to turn away. I'm going to stand on the word that you have given me, knowing that no weapon that is forged ever against me will prosper. That you are blessed in the city and in the field. Hallelujah. That you are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. Because when you begin to understand that all of heaven gets behind you when you manifest the living word, then the kingdom of God comes on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe we can say, say like Mary, Lord, you see that promise? I come into agreement with it today. I want to see that be fulfilled in my life. I believe you, God. Why? Because I too am a son manifesting your living word. And you need to begin to declare it and declare it and declare it until you see it come to pass. Don't back down. Don't give up. Even when Anna, and you read the story of Anna, she wanted a son, Penina was 
completely berating her and say, oh, you're never going to have any kids. And you know what Hannah did? She went to the house of God. She set her mind. She set her face towards heaven to the point where the priest thought there was something radically wrong with her. But she didn't care because she had to wage a war. And when others were thinking, oh, what's wrong with Hannah? She looks a bit drunk because she's acting really strange. Hannah did not care. She poured out before the Lord. And when she had finished declaring and before God, she got up. She dried her eyes and went home and she performed what she needed to do from a sexual perspective with her husband. And she had a child that the Bible tells us Samuel was the only prophet I've ever heard the Bible say that not one of his words fell to the ground. Why? Because Hannah was determined and she had more children. I want to encourage you today. You are not ordinary. You've got to say that to yourself. I'm not ordinary. Jesus paid a price for this. I wonder if you could brush off all of the stuff that has had you bound. Break free and begin to eat the word. Become one with the word. It's not a magic potion. It's something that's got to become a part of you. So when we're talking about working the word, we're not talking about, oh, let's see what we can do today or conjure up. It's something that you make a part of you. You, 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 you make it part of your DNA. Because some days, and we're going to be looking at the next part of this message when we come back after our sabbatical. But we are going to be determined that we are going to be manifest sons of God. That when we declare things in his name, it comes to pass. I want to encourage you today, what God said he meant. He hasn't given up on what he said about you. So don't you give up. Take out your prophetic words, Timothy. Go to war with them and watch what God will do for you. You gave your life to him because of a living word. Don't back down now. Keep walking in the Word. And it's not just reading the Bible, it's listening. What is he saying to you now? Learning to hear his voice. And don't give up because you didn't hear it the first time. You keep going, keep going. Because like a child who learns to walk, you've got to get up again when you fall down. Because eventually you will begin to run. And you'll run this race, the Bible says, by faith with the patience required to hear from God and take that next turn, to hear from God and take up the speed, to hear from God and be still and know that God who is your father will never leave you nor forsake you. But the God who has began the good work is faithful to take you from Egypt into the promised land. He's faithful to take you all the way through this life into the next eternal destiny. Why? Because he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. His word is true. His word never fails. When heaven and earth will pass away, he says, my word will never pass away. Jesus is the living word. You and I, with Christ in us, are living word. It's time to work the word. 
If you don't know him today, you need to listen to the word and by faith, because you hear and believe what Jesus is saying to you now, but that the love is pouring into your heart now. When you receive that, you receive his word by faith. You receive his love because faith works through love. And in so doing, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lives in you. And once that happens, you too get to wage war with the words of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You simply just have to say, yes, Jesus. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And watch that word begin to work in your heart. I want to encourage all of us, for those of you who haven't picked up your Bible for maybe a, a week or so, or, or you're finding it really difficult, Take time to just talk with God. Begin, do it until it becomes a part of you. And watch what God will do through and in you. You become a testament to the living word. I want to declare it again. It's time to say something. It's time to work the word. May God bless you.